What's up and welcome back or welcome in to the DualSense podcast. This is episode 109, 109. I am one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I'm joined as always by your other co-host. His name this evening is Come Honor Faith. <laughs> in that order, huh? Yep. Yeah, you spelled come wrong, by the way. Hey, listen, that was, I saw a picture of a church sign that said that, and then... It was a picture of Mike. No way. Yeah, and then it was a picture of Mike Tyson's face smiling. <laughs> and I love it. Oh wow. Okay. Well, we're gonna. All right. Well, anyway, his his real his Christian name is okay. Travis. Uh, <laughs> Travis, you. how are you? What's going on? Um, you know, I learned today that it's difficult to hear an ambulance behind you when you're playing Twenty One Savage so loud your ears are bleeding. <laughs> yeah. I was like, why the fuck are people pulling over? <laughs> yeah. And I looked behind me and saw an ambulance. I was like, oh, my bad. Can you imagine that they died because I was listening to 21 Savage <laughs> somebody, so loud? Yeah, that's my codes out. Cause you're at 21, 21, 21, 21, like fucking 50. Yeah. It was great. In, in my defense, I was going faster than the ambulance in the first place, but, yeah. you know, it's whatever. You know, in your defense also, it, I, I feel like it's gotten, it's, it's gotten progressively more difficult to hear ambulances and emergency vehicles since really like when we were since when we were like i remember kids it was loud as fuck you could hear it yeah. coming from miles away didn't matter what direction mm-hmm. now you can barely hear it and they only have the whoop whoops the sirens on the front of the of the vehicles i feel like so yeah i think it's to not scare people so they can be in their safe zones oh well I don't, I don't know if that's true or not but it feels right <laughs> yeah well uh you know just typical stuff for me nothing too crazy uh, I haven't had to water the garden in a little while because we've, mm-hmm. we've been getting some rain, but I uh, picked a good little harvest this evening and started a new show called From, which is like a, appears to be like a vampire show, apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, it's interesting so far. It's it's a thriller. Anyway, Travis, we are a PlayStation podcast where you and I get together each and every week and we discuss all things PlayStation, like news, rumors, new game releases and announcements, and much more. We do it all in under 90 minutes, and we post new episodes every Monday on all the usual podcast services around the world, as well as the YouTube. So subscribe there if you want to get a show delivered to you every Monday. You can also find us on social media. Our Twitter handle is at the DualSense Pod, and that's our main social media platform. You can also find us on Instagram, where we share virtual photography from video game photo modes, but we also have a Facebook page as well if you use that. And you can also Check out our blog, which is the DualSensePodcast.wordpress.com. We post the shows there every week. And also our photographs are there if you want to see how good looking we are. So without further ado, Travis, let's jump into the news here. And it is admittedly not quite as busy as last week was. That was a motherfucker. But still, still, still some good stuff here regardless. Here we go. Number one, as the Microsoft and Activision Blizzard deal nears the finish line, we got a glimpse at Sony's thoughts on the matter this week as their official response to the Brazilian version of the Federal Trade Commission was published online. In it, Sony called Call of Duty, quote, an essential game, a blockbuster, a AAA type game that has no rival, end quote. They go on to describe the weight of the franchise and popular culture, writing, quote, Call of Duty is so popular that it influences users' choice of console and its community of loyal users is entrenched enough that even a com- if a c- competitor had the budget to develop a similar product, it would not be able to rival it, end quote. Sony also elaborated on why it feels no one can compete with Call of Duty, 
describing its mammoth global operation that has released a new title almost every year for nearly two decades, saying, quote, approximately 1,200 people work on each version, and another 1,500 are involved in publishing and distribution. Thus, Call of Duty alone has more developers than most games companies employ across its entire development portfolio, including AAA Studios. Ellipsis. No other developer can devote the same level of resources and expertise in game development. Even if they could do that, Call of Duty is overly entrenched so that no rival, no matter how relevant they are, can catch up. End quote. While playing a bit of defense, Microsoft, on the contrary, told the New Zealand Commerce Commission, quote, specifically with respect to Activision Blizzard video games, there is nothing unique about the video games developed and published by Activision Blizzard that is a, quote unquote, must have for rival PC and console video game distributors that could give rise to a foreclosure concern, Mm -hmm. end quote. So what do you think about Sony saying, yeah, there's much to do about this and Microsoft saying, yeah, they're, they're not that special. Yeah, I mean, on the on the on the surface level, they both would be expected to say that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, Sony doesn't want them to basically make this game only on Microsoft, and then Microsoft's going to turn around and say it's not that big of a deal. Who cares? Yeah. But the funny part is, is this is obviously like of all the stuff that we've had on the show, and when we've looked at quotes for PlayStation and Microsoft, and you kind of weigh which one is more realistic, which one is the is more serious um are they bullshitting that kind of a thing this is the most cut and dry one i've seen in a very long time on this show yeah we're we're past two years at this point and sony is dead on call of duty is entrenched there is nothing like it now people will say oh well what about battlefield look there are people who like playing battlefield more than call of duty and traditionally i think that we fall into that category except for maybe modern warfare one and two Mm mm-hmm you know, Battlefield did themselves no favors with their last release and the rollout of 2042. So that means that they have made no ground up on Call of Duty. <laughs> I mean, it's like Call of Duty is Call of Duty. And like, like, like the point they yeah. made, it comes out every single year. There are, I wouldn't have guessed 1,200 people working on it. I wouldn't have guessed another 1,500 working on it in publishing distribution. That's 3,000 people, let's say. I would yeah. have never guessed there's that many people involved. But it, it makes sense when you think about how big it is and like, the breadth and depth of the reach it has it's obvious that the only reason microsoft would buy blizzard in the first place would be because of call of duty and for them to say there's Mm. nothing unique about the games developed then why would you buy them bingo that every studio that gets bought is because their games are something unique and interesting and even if that unique and interesting thing is they make a lot of money that that is an important part of it as well so yeah, I mean, PlayStation is all over it with their response. You know, when I first read it, I couldn't believe that they said that. I was like, oh my God, they came out and said there's no, they have no rival. Why would you say that? And then I was like, oh, it makes perfect sense. They're trying to prove their point in the, in the court case. And sometimes it pays to be brutally honest. And this is a time where it feels like it will. But, you know, Microsoft's, Microsoft's comment at the end there is laughable. Like, everybody knows it's complete bullshit. They, yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, and Sony makes such a good point. You could make a game that is better than Call of Duty mm-hmm. and it wouldn't sell as well. It's kind of the issue that, that I think we're going to see moving forward with uh, you know, FIFA no longer being FIFA. It's still EA Sports Football. Mm. I think that it's going to be really hard to make a soccer game that rivals it for a long time just because of the name brand loyalty it has. And I don't, Even Madden would be the same way. Like, How do you make an NFL game that, that matches that? 
you know, this is a thing we see more in the sports in the sports field. I think it's like you know, two K as NBA. There's not a you know NBA Live couldn't keep up even that one year when the game was admittedly probably better. So that that's kind of yeah. what I think, man. I just the Microsoft quote blows me away. Yeah, it's very diametric opposites. The feelings that these two companies are conveying with their remarks, and uh, yeah, you're absolutely right. Like one one is you know telling the truth, which is how they really feel now. Sony may have fudged the numbers on, on people that work on the game, but not really. I think probably what they did was they probably literally pulled like every person into the headcount. Like every time there was a contract part-time play tester. Oh, that's one. Throw them in there. You know what I'm saying? Oh, hell yeah. They they probably did something like that, but still it's not a lie. If they worked on the game, they worked on the game. So I'm sure that number is close, but fudged in a way. But still, I think Sony makes valid points. It's It's, you know, it's ingrained in popular culture. It's such a mainstay that almost no one can compete with it from an FPS standpoint. And then it's laughable for Microsoft to sit there and say, well, they don't do anything really that special. Now, at the same time, it is a little bit of it is a little bit of semantics because they say there's nothing unique about the video games they make. Now, that might be true in the sense that they're first person shooters, military shooters. There's a there's those are a dime a dozen, right? Like there's so many first-person military shooters and first-person sh- shooters in general that, yeah, on the surface level, Call of Duty is may not be unique in that sense, but it's certainly unique in the scale and the scope and the quality and the draw and the player base and the community and the history and, and the, the just straight-up dollars to donuts that they make on the game every year. So it's not... You have to go deeper than skin you know then surface level to really get to the meat of it and i love how they just like tried to flippantly just like throw it off throw it off like yeah it's it's you know it's not that big of a deal like they just tried to get away with it you know in a sense by just kind of playing it generally and uh i thought that was really funny but i think he also made the best point in that if that is true if their comment is true and they believe that then like you said why did they go spend you know $90 $90 billion or $80 billion, whatever it was, buying them. Because, I mean, that's the easiest counter argument right there as well. If it's nothing that special, then why did you spend all this money? Just because, you know? So the other thing that's really interesting to me about this is that if Sony really believed this, and some of this is probably, you know, a tad of exaggeration too, but if Sony truly believes this, that no rival, no matter how relevant they are, can catch up to Call of Duty, then that's really interesting to me because what does that say about the prospects of us getting a game like a SOCOM from Sony or, you know, a first person shooter in general, that's a competitive shooter to potentially, you know, compete in that space with Call of Duty. So do they really feel that way? Are they just saying that? Is it both? And if they do have a a shooter in development, you know, what 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 are their goals? Do they, because if that's the case, they obviously think that there's room in the space for them to exist. But then here they're saying that Call of Duty just basically can't be fucked with. So mm-hmm. that's really interesting. And I wonder, I mean, we don't have a first party PlayStation Studio, you know, shooter game, first person mm-hmm. shooter. So still don't. It's 2022. Now there could be one in development. Um, we're going to talk about Deviation Games in a little bit, who is a second party studio. Maybe they're working on one. We'll talk about them in a second. But just interesting to see if they mean that and i'm curious if if we don't hear about a first person shooter 
at the showcase that's coming up in the next month or so, then we may not get one. Mm -hmm. Not from the first party anyway, which I think will be really interesting. What I think so, I I kind of took that away from it too. Yeah, what I what I just thought about you saying that I think makes an interesting interesting point. You know, if Sony is publicly admitting that they cannot compete with Call of Duty on that scale, it almost makes Mm -hmm. it easier to open the door to make a niche FPS game because. In a way, SOCOM will be a niche game. And, yeah. you know, I think admitting that publicly lets the studio kind of breathe and say, hey, okay, look, we don't have to worry about that. Like, our goals are not Call of Duty. Our goals are like Wolfenstein or something. You know what I mean? Like, that kind right, of a level right. of impact, which they could do. They could easily do that. Right. Yeah, because we haven't had one from them since Killzone, which they've, which as we've been talking about on the show, they've murdered, they've killed off Killzone, mm-hmm. no pun intended. So it's, <laughs> you know, it's a, it's a dead franchise. So anyway, we'll see. But uh, yeah, laughable for the way Microsoft acted about this is just laughable. Number two, a new Tomb Raider game is in development according to insider and podcast host Colin Moriarty of Sacred Symbols. Part of a script for the in-development game codenamed Project Jawbreaker was leaked to Moriarty and it describes the title as, quote, an action-adventure game set in a modern-day world rocked by a mysterious cataclysm, end quote. Developer Crystal Dynamics, who announced earlier this year that the next game is in development on Unreal Engine 5, is in the process of casting the the actress for Laura Croft, with them looking for a British woman in her 30s. The leaked script goes on to describe the game story, saying, quote, Laura Croft is now at the top of her game. Gone are the days of the young, inexperienced woman dealing with matters of legacy and familial reckoning, end quote. It also describes what sounds like Laura Croft leading a team of Tomb Raiders, saying, quote, on this new adventure, Laura will encounter a challenge she can only overcome with a team at her side. Collaboration is foreign to her. She's always succeeded alone, so in this situation, she's a fish out of water, end quote. Crystal Dynamics revealed earlier this year that the next game will quote-unquote unify the timelines of the original Tomb Raider games and their reboot series, but said not to expect the game anytime soon. Moriarty's company, Last Stand Media, has since been hit with a DMCA copyright strike by Crystal Dynamics, confirming that the leak is real. And I just considered that because I read part of the news story that our YouTube episode might get DMCA copyright striked. But we'll see. Perfect. What do you think of this? Yeah, so Lara Croft, because she's British. So, uh-huh. I mean, I would have to say most British women in their 30s are at the top of their game. They've definitely become experienced. She sounds super sexy all of a sudden. Anyway. You know, she, she it's something she can only overcome with a team at her side. So I imagine she's pregnant and she's going to have to raise a kid. <laughs> I just, um, uh, you know, when you read when you read the description of the game, you know, a modern day world rocked by a cataclysm, I imagine Laura Croft in The Last of Us is what I pictured. Um, I don't yeah. I don't know why. And it, it's, it made it much less appealing to me because like I already have that game. But. I see, like when I was a kid, I was much more into Lord, to Tomb Raider than I am now. For some reason, it's not as interesting to me, and I think that um, Angelina Jolie ruined it for me. For some reason, I just did not enjoy the movie, although she looked exactly like the character. Um, just didn't do it for me. Yeah. Uh, but a British person might bring me back in. It's technically Lara Croft, right? Or am I crazy? I think it's Laura. Oh. Instead of Laura, instead of Laura, it's Lara. Okay. Well, I don't like that at all. Lara Croft. Mm-hmm. I'm sure, I mean, look, we're ways and ways away. You know, we can rock and roll with it and see what we get by then. Um, you know, if there's yeah. a team at the side, what does that mean? Is it like Uncharted where they're just NPCs? Am I changing characters? Like, mm. you know, that, that could be an interesting is it, development. Is it a cooperative game? 
that would make more sense. But like, is it Laura Croft and Sarah Croft and other names that rhyme with Laura Croft? So I don't yeah. know. Um, co-op game would actually make sense. That would that might be a good revival for it, or a good mm-hmm. a good sort of segue into what modern gaming could be. But you know, if it's a co-op game, it's probably going to be a live service. So yeah, true. Uh, we'll see. Yeah, I'm not really here for this. Um, I did play and beat the first two games of like the reboot series or whatever. I never finished the third and most recent one. I just, I don't know. I kind of got burnt out on it because we already have as PlayStation fans a better version of Tomb Raider, which was which aped Tomb Raider itself, which is Uncharted. So mm-hmm. it's it's just come kind of full circle for me, and it's hard to play Uncharted and then go to go to Tomb Raider and. I don't know. I mean, they're cool games. They're not bad, but like, I just, they just kind of turn me off now, but I don't know. I guess we'll see. I'm surprised, honestly, that they're making another game. Yeah. I guess it sold well enough to do so. Um, we know, but at the same time, we know that crystal dynamics was just dumped by square Enix to embracer group. So it's hard to say, but what I've heard about this so far of what is leaked here does not get me excited to say the least. Number three, as a follow-up to last week's discussion on just what in the hell Square Enix was doing, speaking of, when they sold a trio of their high-profile Western studios for a mere $300 million, we now have new information thanks to the publisher's recent financial reporting call. After the call, Japan-based analyst David Gibson shared a summary of Square's plans on Twitter, and according to him, the sale of Crystal Dynamics and IDOS to Embracer Group was just the first phase of Square Enix's long-term plans. But the second phase said to revolve around, quote, diversification of studio capital structure, end quote. Square further elaborated, as paraphrased by Gibson, quote, rising development costs of, mar- of making games means with 100% owned studios, they need to be selective and concentrate resources, which limits expansion, end quote, adding that they will be conducting a studio portfolio review in the near future. All of this will culminate in the publisher selling parts or perhaps all of some of their remaining studios according to Gibson, who said, quote, so Square Enix is looking to sell stakes in its studios to others to improve capital efficiency, right when others like Sony, etc., are buyers. I would expect Sony, Tencent, Nexon, etc. would be interested, end quote. And finally, Gibson noted how selling these stakes in their studios seemed to be completely unnecessary from a financial solvency point of view, saying, quote, Square Enix capitalized game dev costs are currently running at $840 million, but post that Crystal Dynamics IDOS sell, the company will have $1.4 billion in cash and zero debt, which is plenty to fund expanded game investment and not sell down stakes in its studios, end quote. So, what do you make of all this? Well, I mean, if Gibson could figure out that, that little bit of accounting there at the end and Square Enix can't, I think that they have a much bigger problem at Square Enix than just what studios they're selling and for what price. You know, one interesting quote out of this was, you know, you're talking about rising development costs and, you know, it has to be selective and concentrate the resources. It's hard to expand. That's true for games or for studios that don't make games. I'm telling you, Rockstar does not have this problem. 2K does not have this problem in general. They make a lot of money. You can maybe make the argument that EA doesn't have that either, even though they've had some really right. shitty games historically. So that that is something that somebody who is dying says, because at any point in time, Games have been expensive to make. They've never not been expensive to make or difficult to make on the on the scale that, that they're expected to make them on. You know, we've all seen indie games or smaller games that you could probably you could you could understand how they could be made a little bit cheaper. But in the sense of what 
you know, Square Enix historically has done, it's going to be an expensive investment, regardless of if it's 1995 or now. So to me, that means that they're losing money in some way, or they're not really understanding how to move in the market, uh, which is a huge red flag for any company. My, my second question is, how are these, how's this information coming out? You know, they're having these, these investment calls or whatever, whatever they're called, reporting calls. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're quarterly earnings. Yeah, why call. is this yeah. public? Why is this in the public? You know, we had a they have to. We had a quarterly call the other day. Well, we're we're a private company. Never mind. That makes sense. Yeah, they're public. They're publicly traded okay. as well. Okay, that mm-hmm. makes sense. All right, I forgot about that. Yeah, I keep forgetting that my job is not public. That's uh, that that wouldn't have thought that if I would remember that. Anyway, I, I get what they're saying, but if they don't need the money and they still want to sell the stakes, you know, why is that? Why are they slimming down? studio i think is the major question mm-hmm. if maybe they feel like yep. if they recalibrate and they kind of focus in on one specific area or one type of thing maybe maybe they think it'll be easier to make money as in like hey if we put all of our talent onto one thing we can make something amazing as opposed to having 30 decent things that's the only thing i could think of unless they're like embezzling money i'm, I'm just kind of lost at like <laughs> at the last quote they're really just i'm so lost if you they could literally sell nothing for two years and have enough money to run at the cost they're at right now. Yeah. I, I just, I don't understand. I'm, I'm lost completely by none of this made the $300 million make any more sense. No, none of it adds up other than to say that I think something is going on, obviously where they are slimming down and or bulking up in preparation to be acquired by someone. Now, Perhaps that's someone of Sony and PlayStation, but what they're doing does not make sense otherwise. What it does sound like is they are going to sell off all of the things that potentially Sony does not want, and they do have some other things still hanging out there. I think they own, oh my gosh, I think they own some other studios that make some some Western games. Like I think they own whoever makes Just Cause or something like that. So they own some other teams that perhaps Sony doesn't want which is why they're talking about selling off stakes or maybe whole companies, studios, whatever. So otherwise, if you're not, if you're doing all of this, if you're not doing all of this to prepare for something else, then I have no idea what the fuck they're doing. Because like for, for a lot of the reasons that you said, it doesn't add up. The math doesn't make sense. You know, so that's all I can guess is that they are preparing to be acquired by someone or to merge with someone potentially. Uh, I think that's maybe a possibility no one's talking about. Maybe they're not going to be acquired by Sony. Maybe they're going to merge with someone like Capcom or you know someone like that. I don't know. Uh, that might be a possibility as well. Um, so we'll see. But it's definitely very odd what all is going on. And there's some theory out there that will have some clarity on this situation by the end of the year, but we'll see. Number four, NBA 2K gameplay director Mike Wang, my Wang, revealed that this year's NBA 2K23 will include a number of gameplay enhancements, Travis, from shooting to dribbling, passing, and defending. Changes include how players can attack the basket, more realistic on-ball defending, a new tiered badge system with some badges removed altogether, new shot meter options, an overhaul to the pro stick dribble moves, improvements to dunking that allow players to choose specific animations for more realistic collisions at the rim, and a new adrenaline boost system. Wang said, quote, 
We value community feedback when deciding how to bring each version of NBA 2K to life, and this year's gameplay enhancement reflected many of the changes our community was calling for the most, end quote. So what do you think about them essentially touching every gameplay mechanic or system that they have, allegedly? Yeah, I remember we had this bullet last year and the year before that. (laughs) I believe Mike said that we value community feedback when deciding how to change everything on every version of 2K, but then not really change it at all. <laughs> Most of the time when they change things, it's just optic. Like, you can't even tell a fucking difference. It's like, there's new shot meter options. Yeah. I mean, let's still, it's still it's still about timing, dude. Like, you can make yeah. the thing come out of his asshole. I still got to get it on the green bar. Like, it doesn't matter. So, we'll see. <laughs> like, the the adrenaline boost system might be interesting. And the reason I say that is, a lot of times when they add in new systems, they're completely OP or they don't work at all. So it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But the reason I like that idea is, you know, the thing about sports games is they're always, they always miss a level of uh, realism. You know, it's, it's hard to, to capture what happens in real life because it's so random and you can't, you know, when you, when you give players ratings on video games, they just, they are what they are. Right. But in real life, we know that like the last two minutes, Kobe is a different player. He's yeah, he, he might have been right. a 99 for three quarters, but those last two minutes, he's 105. It's, it's just who he is. Um, same thing with Jordan, and, and you could go down the list. So maybe the adrenaline boost system gives you that. Maybe it allows a guy like maybe like a role player, like you know, how how clutch Robert Ori used to be. You know, he was, yeah, he's, he's good, and then in the last two minutes, he's a fucking all star, right? Maybe, maybe that's a thing that we see. Um, and if if it is, I hope they've actually done their due diligence and they've used some sabermetics or some other stats to kind of see how and why it applies to certain players at what level. That it's just not arbitrary. Like I don't, you know what I mean. Like I don't want to just be playing one day. Mm-hmm. Remember how mad we used to get uh, because like you would lose a game because somebody made a corner three with two seconds left, and it was like the power forward <laughs> who never shoots threes. Like, and the reason <laughs> yeah. it went in was because. He's a 72 from three, and he, the guy had 17 badges who passed him the ball, so it made his it made his rate. You know what I mean? Like it's a bunch of bullshit, right? Yeah. I hope that we avoid that, yeah. but it also should they also should have a negative reflect um, on on there should be a negative reflection too on the adrenaline boost because some guys uh, perform worse with that type of adrenaline level, like for whatever reason. We know we we know of people who kind of shit on their leg at the end of games. So sure. that, that that would be cool to have to a guy just randomly gets worse um, when the pressure's really on them. So that could be fun or it could be extremely infuriating. We'll have to see. Uh, but the rest of the stuff, I've heard it a thousand times and it's it's hard to it's it's hard to be excited because of that. And also there have been years past where they have changed things and then the community bitches about it and they revert back to like the old version of it. And that that drives me crazy too. So We'll see. I'm just, I'm not, it's hard for me to buy in. Yeah. You hit the nail on the head. The biggest thing for me is that they have to stick with their, they have to stick to their guns. Okay. If you, if they change all this shit and it's good, that's fine, but don't go and change everything back and nerf everything and buff everything. And because all these fucking kids get on here or people who don't want to play a basketball simulation, they want to play fucking NBA jam. Want, don't like it because it's too hard. Like don't fucking do that. If they would just for once stick to their design, to their vision for the game, 
I think they'd be on to something. And the gameplay, don't get me wrong, the gameplay was fine on last year's game. Like, I didn't have any issue with it per se, but is it a realistic basketball simulation? Not totally. I would say more often than not, it's not a basketball simulation, in my opinion. Now, again, the other thing, you hit the nail on the head too. They've said a lot of this stuff before, and then it's really not that big of a change. You know, so we'll see. We're we're both jaded because we've been down this road for years and years and years. And we know that even if things do stick the landing, that they're so quick to revert them that, you know, it defeats the purpose. So we'll see. I am intrigued by it. I want to see gameplay, though, and I'll kind of go from there. Number five, insider Tom Henderson has reaffirmed his reporting that Dead Island 2 is set for a re-reveal this year, likely in the fourth quarter and perhaps at the Game Awards in December, according to his sources. Dead Island 2 will focus on cooperative play as in the original game and will feature a cast of five or six playable characters. Henderson also claims that since his original reporting on the game, other sources have reached out to him to say that the game is in good shape, with one source saying, quote, it's probably my most anticipated game after playing it, end quote. What do you think of that? I mean, that quote is pretty big uh, to say, but I, God, I'm so jaded. I'm just like, somebody probably paid him to say that. I mean, if he's the only one who's <laughs> played the game, if he's the only one who's been able to do that, then that makes me think they're, he has some sort of tie with the company. But aside from that, uh, Dead Island 2 mm-hmm. should be awesome. I'm excited about it in general. I think it could be cool. I like crafting all the weird stuff. I think it'll be a lot of fun. I, I kind of wish it had like, is there is there a thing called like, I guess co-op doesn't have to be two players, but in my head, co-op is two. Yeah, I think you can be, a, I think you can have up to four on that one. Okay, see, that'd be fun then. That'd be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, I think it'll be cool. I'm excited to see what it looks like when it's re-revealed. I, just, yeah. I have a hard time imagining it'll suck. Yeah. It, it's not going to be, you know what I mean? It's not going to be like, when the first time they played the last God of War, people's heads exploded. I don't think it'll be refined in that way, but it'll still be a, it'll just be a shit ton of fun because of what it is and and, mm-hmm. and how they make those games. I think it'll be very comparable to Dying Light, in my opinion. Not insanely polished or anything like revolutionary, but I think it'll be, you know, it'll do all the things that like Dead Island, Dying Light have done really well over the years and those are two different developers now but they didn't used to be you know Techland who makes Dying Light now made the original game so I, I'm hopeful for it I'm excited about it or I'm optimistic after hearing someone say that it is a good game and that they're very anxious for it excited about it and like you said though is that somebody who works at the studio you know and they're like oh yeah my game is my most anticipated game you know fuck God of War and fuck everything else coming next year so uh, it's hard to say but I'm excited for it because I love a good co-op game and the original Dead Island and the Dying Light games always kind of speak to me. And that's really, for as many zombie games as we have, like that style of game, like a cooperative, like story, kind of like open world zombie game, it doesn't seem like there's a whole lot of them that are like really good and that are like big. You know what I'm saying? Like there's all kinds of things like, back for blood where you're just like shooting your way from point to point and you know fucking world war z but in terms of like an open world like story based kind of thing like there's not many outside of like dying light and dead island to a lesser extent so i'm excited about it i hope it's good i can't remember who's developing that i know thq nordic i'm pretty sure is publishing it but i don't remember wait a second it's the guys who i think used to make Homefront: the revolution damn buster 
I think. I need to look it up now. Hang on. Let's see. Dead Island 2. Yep. Damn Buster. God, I'm fucking good. We'll see what they can do. All right, Travis, number six, we have a bunch of news nuggets as well, per usual. Feel free to jump in here wherever you see fit. First nugget, after adamantly denying that the digital collectibles in its upcoming PlayStation Stars program would not be NFTs, Sony was caught polling Evo tournament players about which NFTs they would like to see, asking, quote, which of the following NFT slash digital collectibles would you be most interested in purchasing, end quote. Uh-huh. What the fuck are they doing? They're gonna do it. Yeah, I, I think it. I think the best way to use NFTs is to tie them to a tangible collectible. So you can have both. I I mean, that's the only thing I can think of that works in my head, really. I I fucking hate this. And they use digital collectibles in the NFT slash digital collectibles in the question that they that they're polling people with. So that's uh not a coincidence, I think. But that would be such a fucking massive PR fail for them after coming out and that that woman, <laughs> Grace Chen or whoever that or whoever that was, said it like three times in that fucking blog post. Definitely not NFTs. Not NFTs. Definitely not. They're not, not. They're digital collectibles. Yeah, they're digital collectibles that you can pay money for. Not an okay. NFT. <laughs> Fuck. Okay. Next nugget. Sony will discontinue the accolades feature on PS5 this fall due to lack of usage on the console. And if you're wondering what the hell an accolade is, this is the system that some PS5 titles supported where players could award quote-unquote accolades, imagine that, at the end of a multiplayer match for things like good sportsmanship or good communication. So, you can kiss those goodbye. I got a few in my day. I'm a good communicator and a good sport, you know? (laughs) After reports last week that EA was developing a single-player Black Panther game, New rumors this week from insiders Jeff Grubb and Tom Henderson claim that EA is developing a second single-player Marvel game, which Henderson says he has heard is Iron Man. We're just going to get fucking video or superhero game after superhero game. Next nugget, Insomniac Games announced that Marvel Spider-Man Remastered for PC has been verified for a Steam Deck. So that's the new PlayStation Vita, I guess. Noted PlayStation leaker slash insider Tidux claimed on Twitter this week that PlayStation's Discord integration on PS5 will be much more robust than Microsoft's recent offerings. He says that it will be a native integration into the user interface with voice chat integrated directly into PS5 parties, the ability to post your feed to Discord channels, the return of activity feeds in the user interface, and the ability to share pictures and videos directly to Discord. That's kind of cool. Website Video Games Chronicle reported that streamer Dr. Disrespect's multiplayer first-person shooter is called Dead Drop, and his studio Midnight Society revealed the first gameplay this week as well, and it looks like dog shit. Just say, like, remember? Remember? It was better than Call of Duty. Yeah. It looks fucking bad. I don't know what they're doing with that. They should just shut the fuck up. They don't, don't disrespect them. Oh, true. Also, multiple professional athletes leaked Modern Warfare 2 images and gameplay clips this week from some sort of preview event if you're interested. And by the time you hear this, Activision is said to have revealed new information about the game during Call of Duty League this past weekend. Mm-hmm. See, one of my favorite things about uh, this, this these leaks is, is, is one of two things. They're kind of like, ah, leak it, whatever, it'll be cool, don't worry about it, it's part of our marketing. Or, it may be the more likely option, Athletes are fucking stupid, and they just they leaked are. it. <laughs> they are. They're, like, fucking sharing clips on TikTok and shit, and, like, taking pictures of the menus. We know that DMZ, that 
game mode that's rumored to be in it is uh is, is in there it's in the menu all kinds of shit so a bunch of stuff leaked also publisher electronic arts said during its recent financial earnings call that single player games are quote-unquote really important part of its portfolio they also revealed that the sports title coming in the first quarter of next year is a new pga tour game but they would not commit to the unannounced major ip being star wars jedi survivor despite numerous leaks so i was wrong it's not going to be nba live it's going to be pga tour and they're doing some type of like super mega baseball game too or some shit. Whatever, fart noise. Speaking of EA, EA Sports has signed a naming deal for Spain's La Liga soccer league, and it will now be known as La Liga EA Sports, which it is paying 30 million euros a year for starting with the 2023-24 season. EA also revealed updates and changes to FIFA 23's career mode this week, if you're interested. And uh, FIFA 23 is looking pretty good. I'm, I'm sorry, is is FIFA going to be called La Liga now? Or are I you mean, telling me EA Sports is now called La Liga EA Sports in general? So La Liga EA Sports makes Madden. No, well, the Spanish La Liga is now named La Liga EA Sports because EA Sports is the naming has the naming rights. Oh, I read it backward in my head. La Liga now. Yeah. I read it backward. Okay, sorry. I was like, yeah, wow, yeah. that's a big change. Yeah, no, no. There's just the league. They just named the league now. Also... Assassin's Creed Valhalla's roguelite-inspired free game mode called The Forgotten Saga dropped this week. In a slew of multiverses news, Travis, developer Player First Games, announced that the first season of content and the addition of Morty from Rick and Morty as a playable character has been delayed after originally being scheduled for August 9th. The season pass will have 50 tiers and cost $10. An overhaul of the hit detection system is currently in the works. Wonder Woman will be getting buffed in the near future, and the game will be unaffected by the Discovery Warner Brothers merger announced this week as the studio is an independent entity and they just have a publishing deal with Warner Brothers. Well, I'm glad that the, the merger doesn't affect anything. And I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see the, um, the hit detection system. Because I, I felt like the other day when we were playing... That, yeah, uh, I thought about you. It felt a little weird. Remember, we talked about that. It's like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? And then there was a couple of times where like, I came back in and they were like, they were hitting me before I could move. And I'm like, what am I not understanding? Yeah. So I feel a little bit better. Yeah. You're not crazy. We're not crazy. Also, a Diablo 4 alpha test is currently taking place for friends and family members of Blizzard employees. can't believe those guys still have friends after they raped them all. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> a change to the price of Marvel Spider-Man on Steam has forced players in some countries like Australia and the United Kingdom to pre-order the game again. Oh, it should be welcome news, however, as the price has dropped five quid, five dollary dues, five bucks, and so on. Is it really called a dollary due in Australia? It is. No, it's not. It's my understanding. It's, it's actually Ryan, called a dollary Ryan, due. Ryan, if you're if you're listening, can you please confirm that your currency is called a dollary due? Like like this is a euro and this is a dollary due. <laughs> Oi. <laughs> this is crikey. This is a dollary due. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. Please the beach. Yeah, I was oh, yeah. thinking of earlier was I love how the British say things. Yeah. And obviously we speak the same language. Uh, we, big brain, we speak the same language, but yeah, a little the, bit differently. The verbs and the way they use them, like like when they called the guy that plays for Everton a shit house. Yeah. That's a such a shit house. God, it's such a good <laughs> use of the word because like, you know, we it will, is. we'll say like, yeah, man, she was a brick shit house. Like she has a big ass or something, you know, but like He's yeah. a proper shit house in the back. Like it's, it's so <laughs> fucking good. 
Like, it's yeah. Um, they have, I mean, rightfully so. They invented it, but they have absolute mastery of the English mm-hmm. of the English language. No doubt. Yeah, about that. The Australians just have so much fun with it. They just everything. Yeah. They just play with it. Like sunglasses are called sunnies. They, you know, what I mean, they just have a good. They have a great time with it. And then we are just like somewhere in the middle. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, we're the bastards of it mm-hmm. all. And like Australia's the cool kids, and the British are like mom and dad. We're like the redheaded stepchild. All right. Next nugget. In its second quarter financial reporting, publisher Activision has stated that new premium content is planned for Call of Duty in 2023, despite numerous reports that there would be no premium Call of Duty title in 2023. Content and games are two different things, however, as it could just be paid DLC, so don't get too, too crazy with that one. It could just be a DLC expansion or some shit. An Amazon UK listing for wrestling game AEW, All Elite Wrestling, I think that's what that stands for, Fight Forever, has revealed that the game will come to both PS4 and PS5, and it will feature a number of modes and online co-op multiplayer. A gameplay trailer also leaked this week, if you're interested. Battlefield 2042 received a significant update this week that reworks another map, Kaleidoscope, and also changed the appearance of specialists along with numerous bug fixes and quality of life changes. They're, they're doing pretty good. They're on a good track. Cooperative zombie shooter, speaking of, Back for Blood's next expansion called Children of the Worm mm-hmm. will release on August 30th and feature a new playable character and a new campaign story. I did not like that phrase in that context. <laughs> Children of the Worm. Not a big fan. Just I don't even know what wow. it made me think. It just made my feet feel weird. Oh. Oh. Also, website gamesindustry.biz reported that Chinese communist mega corporation Tencent is interested in acquiring a larger stake of French publisher Ubisoft, according to news outlet Reuters. Tencent currently owns a 5% stake in the company, which it purchased in 2018 from Vivendi, which is the last company to attempt a takeover of Ubisoft. Tencent's ultimate goal, according to sources, is to become the single largest Ubisoft shareholder, and they are willing to pay $102 per share to do so, which would be a massive premium on Ubisoft's current share price of about $49. Here we go. The Chinese communists are going to take over Ubisoft, and I fucking hate it. Next nugget. Embracer Group subsidiary Coke Media have rebranded as Play On to quote-unquote acknowledge who we truly are. Okay. Coke Media is one of the most prominent games publishers in the industry. It includes in-house developers, proper shithouses like Warhorse Studios, Flying Wild Hog, I can never say that and not chuckle, and Free Radical Design, as well as publishing labels like Deep Silver, Prime Matter, Raven's Court, Vertigo Games, which is VR, and Milestone, which is like racing games. So, play on. Pretty cool. They should have just stuck with Coke. What's wrong with Coke Media? Or Cock Media? Is it Koch? (laughs) Koch Media, yes. I don't Play on. Koch Media. But Koch Media is like who funds PBS. That's true. That's true. And and by the way, it's play on P L A I O N. Okay. So they're trying really hard with this. They acknowledge who they are. They can't fucking spell. That's what they've not acknowledged. (laughs) Oh, next nugget website. Push square reported that PlayStation second party partner deviation games has been conducting motion capture on their upcoming PS five games since April of this year. NCIS actor, David Palladino, who previously worked on the call of duty series, shared on social media that he has been providing performances for the game. Deviation previously announced that the game would be in, go into full production, excuse me, this year, and that they had expanded with a new office in Canada. So, it sounds like, I mean, these, these are the guys who 
uh, like Jason Blundell. They, he used to be like the game director on Call of Duty Black Ops back in the day. So like these are the guys that have like the FPS chops, you know. And I mean, it's it stands to reason that they're making an FPS game. So maybe that's our answer to our earlier discussion. But we'll see. A concept artist has claimed plagiarism against Activision for a new Call of Duty Warzone operator skin called Loyal Samoyed. Samoyed? Some, I don't know, Samoyed, which was later pulled from the in-game store. Oops. F122 developer Codemasters told Outlet Upload VR that there are, quote, no plans for a PSVR 2 version at the moment, end quote. Seems like a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. Sony will discontinue support for the Crunchyroll app on PS3 as of August the 29th. So you're going to have to watch your anime on PS4 and PS5 now. Fucking nerds. After reports last week that PlayStation's monthly active user numbers were down in the last quarter, it would appear they aren't the only ones, as Activision reported its monthly active user count for Call of Duty dipped below 100 million players for the first time since 2019, but they mirrored 94 million players compared to 127 million at the same point last year. Oh boy, I'm really worried for them. Bella Ramsey, who plays Ellie in HBO's upcoming The Last of Us series, has said that the show honors the game and insists fans of the game will love the show. For what it's worth, in related The Last of Us news, the Russo Brothers, directors of Marvel's Avengers Endgame, lauded The Last of Us Part Two as one of the greatest games ever made in a recent interview. Jeff Keighley confirmed this week that we can expect game announcements and world premieres at his Gamescom opening night live show on August 23rd. Yeah, is it going to be dumb shit that I don't care about? Is it going to be like all of these remade <laughs> games from the 30s or something? Like, you know what I mean? Certainly a possibility. Yeah. Okay. Look, guys. But there will probably be like one bag. Yeah, 13th version of Technotekin where you're a samurai lady with tits like whatever I'm gonna you know what I just had a thought I'm gonna go ahead and throw this out there because I missed on this for summer game fest and Keeley's other thing but I'm gonna I'm gonna go out there and say that during opening night live that our creators that free to play third person shooter that I said was gonna launch during summer game fest is going to launch during opening night Mm -hmm. live you have any comments about the devil inside us or whatever it is called uh I don't know. I tried to get Shuhei Yoshida to tell to tell me when that was coming out, and he wouldn't do it again. So I think that might show up. At a, <laughs> can you believe that shit? <laughs> I think it might show up at a PlayStation showcase. Why don't you just text him or, or tweet him and let him know that we also think China is our communist? Maybe that'll put him over the edge. Well, he's Japanese. He won't care. Yeah. Well, what do you he mean? Probably, they don't like China. Probably, that's what I'm saying. He probably hates the fucking yeah, Chinese. Tell him we also think they're communists. I mean, Taiwan's a real country, and then see what he does. Let me let me rephrase. He probably hates the communists. He doesn't hate the Chinese. Nobody hates the Chinese. We just don't like the communists. The Chinese are great. It's just it's just the communists. They make one hell of a PlayStation. All right. Next nugget. After Sony and Epic Games confirmed earlier this year that they were experiencing issues with input lag and Unreal Engine games on PS5, early analysis of multiverses on PS5 has shown that the input lag, meaning the time it takes from where you press the button to your action executing on screen is a minuscule 31.47 milliseconds or two screen frames. Pretty good. Boy, can you tell. (laughs) Yep. Those two frames. Also, open world Caribbean Island survival game, Survival Fountain of Youth was announced for PS5 and it will launch in the first quarter of next year. Strategy management sim visual novel roller derby hybrid game, Roller Drama was announced for PS4 and PS5 and it is launching sometime next year. And that game there's actually looks kind of neat. I'm not going to lie. It sounds stupid, but it looks kind of cool. So definitely on both of those things are true. <laughs> the uncharted movie is now on Netflix. If you've been wanting to check out Tom Holland and, uh, 
Marky Mark. Yeah, and remember, whatever's wrong with his mouth is how he always looks. <laughs> Beyond Good and Evil 2 has hired a new lead writer, meaning that the project is not dead after all. Sarah Ariano will be joining the project after previously working as a narrative designer on World of Warcraft and Saints Row. <laughs> that game could take a hell of a twist if she goes all Saints Row on it. <laughs> yeah, just be completely out of bounds. Hit roguelike game Dead Cells will get its massive Penchaku update. Penchaku. Penchaku update in the near future on PlayStation. It will include a rework of the legendary system, weapon balancing, and new cosmetics, and a new weapon. The Penchaku. I did not. F122 will get cross-platform play by the end of this month, and a free trial weekend will take place on August 12th through the 14th. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Dying Light 2 will be getting both variable refresh rate support and a balanced graphical mode on PS5 in its next update. The balanced mode will target 4K at 60 frames per second, while VRR mode will play at 1080p with an unlocked frame rate. I am fucking ready for the balanced mode. <laughs> I uh, <laughs> Because that game plays at like 1080p and 60fps mm-hmm. uh, since launch, which makes no fucking sense on PS5. So we're finally getting like a next-gen fucking graphical mode. So let's do it. Buy that game. Let's kill zombies. I thought we were getting Dead Island. That comes out in like probably five fucking years. this will get us through you're genuinely upset (laughs) (laughs) I was I'm so fucking tired of waiting on shit where's the little devil inside cocksuckers alright next nugget Elden Ring has broken YouTube viewership records previously held by Grand Theft Auto 5 and Red Dead Redemption 2 clocking in at over 3.4 billion views in its first 60 days after launch pretty good Warrior and Bullet Train, actor, which we're going to go see here shortly. Andrew Koji told Entertainment Weekly that he is pursuing the role of Jin Sakai in the upcoming Ghost of Tsushima movie. Perfect. The only other person I'd want to play Jin Sakai is the guy from uh, Iron Chef. Oh, I don't know that. He's the guy in The Last John Wick, the Asian bald guy. Hmm. Asian bald. Nothing. Nothing no. registers for you. No, it's been a while. Okay. Next nugget, Sony has further expanded their anime empire via Crunchyroll acquiring anime merchandiser Right Stuff with one F, and that's not a typo, a leading source of Blu-rays, manga or manga books, music, figurines, collectibles, and more. So they're just controlling everything anime, basically. Capcom is making a free trial of Street Fighter V Champion Edition available for two weeks on PS4 and PS5. The trial will run from now until August 14th. Website PlayStation Universe reported that the following games received update patches this week. Dead by Daylight, Ace Combat 7, F-122, Stranger of Paradise Final Fantasy Origin, Battlefield 2042, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, No Man's Sky, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Shredder's Revenge, Destiny 2, Rogue Company, PUBG, Stray, and... Leave that in there. (laughs) Sonic Origins is the last one. Ooh, snuck up on me. So if you've been waiting for some new content or fixes, you might want to check those games out. Oh, man. I have exercised the demons. Next nugget. Sony Interactive Entertainment has filed a patent for an updated DualSense controller that includes haptic feedback in the analog sticks. It's interesting. From the wording of the patent, it sounds like the adaptive trigger functionality, but in the joysticks. What do you think about that? Mm, Sounds dope. Yeah, sounds like. I, something I read said they were going to use like some type of liquid 
metal or something that would give it like that resistance feeling as you're pushing it down, like they'll allow liquid it to go metal, some type of liquid, yeah, solution or something. <laughs> you see, you sound like a boomer trying to explain Zoom. It like holds <laughs> it, but their face is there. It's wild. <laughs> Can you believe they're gonna use that liquid, that darned liquid metal to make a controller stick move? Oh god, I'm fucking old. Elsewhere on the hardware front, the revised PS5 featuring a 6 nanometer chipset is releasing later this year, according to chipmaker TSMC. The console revision was announced earlier this summer and is Sony's solution to PS5 supply issues. TSMC also revealed this week that it is prepared to produce a smaller and more powerful chipset for Sony, likely a 5 nanometer chip for an eventual PS5 Pro and or slim versions. And because Sony and TSMC have a joint manufacturing plant project in the works, there would be dedicated production lines just for the PlayStation 5. So this is an, 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 an inevitability that we're going to get a PS5 Pro at some point and probably a re, you know, a redone form factor slim PS5. So this is uh, just more proof that that's in the works. The Xbox Store has a cheap knockoff version of God of War available at the moment called it War Gods Zeus of Child. And it is straight is a straight up ripoff of Kratos which will surely not withstand Sony's legal team. And it was fucking comical seeing that game. I don't know what the fuck those people were thinking who ever made that. <laughs> Here we go, Travis. Developer Aesir Interactive announced police simulator patrol officers for PS4 and PS5, but no release date was given. I think it would be so fun to co-op police officers. Like, we could pull people over and, like, search the car. and Yeah. Maybe you can't. I don't, I, don't, I don't remember seeing if they had co-op, but that, that uh, it did appear that you played with like a partner cop so that'd be cool Mm -hmm. if it could be co-op i think you're on that one also disco elysium developer zome z-a slash u-m zome zom zoom zine zoomer is hiring for their next project a sci-fi game with a non-earth setting boy they're really reaching there gamefly (laughs) has leaked to the release date for gungrave gore as november 3rd for ps4 and ps5 the original Gungrave released way back in 2002 on the PlayStation 2. The fucking Gamefly still is operational? Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Warner Brothers Games claims that Gotham Knights will have zero microtransactions when it launches on October 25th, just like Sony's not going to have NFTs on PlayStation <laughs> stores. Yeah, they're going to call them macrotransactions. <laughs> oh, that's good. They're going to call them macro money swaps. Next nugget, website Gamatsu reported that 3D action game Oni, Road to be the Mightiest Oni, will release <laughs> on PS4 and PS5 later this year. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, what God. a name. What a great name. Fucking best uh, one I've seen in a while. I do love it. <laughs> Ray's Arcade Chronology and Raystorm Cross Ray Crisis HD Collection was announced to be coming to PS4 in the West at some point in the future. A physical edition is also coming by way of strictly limited games. Farming and life sim game Hoko Life will launch on PS4 on September 27th from publisher Team 17. Free-to-play multiplayer survival action game Death Verse Let It Die has been delayed sometime this fall on PS4 and PS5. Riot Games confirmed that its League of Legends-based fighting game called Project L will be a free-to-play title. Survival horror game White Day, a labyrinth named School will launch on ps5 mm-hmm. on september the 8th that, that sounds like somebody had like a nightmare and just they made a game about it like you know those <laughs> nightmares you get like you're just stuck in school kind of yeah nothing makes sense 
Also, sword fighting action game, sword fighting action game, as it were. Samurai Maiden was announced for PS4 and PS5. It will launch sometime this winter. Dead by Daylight developer Behavior Interactive announced first-person building and raiding game Meet Your Maker for PS4 and PS5, and it will launch sometime next year. Yeah, nothing, nothing from you there. I mean, nothing. You're not what? gonna, you're not gonna tell me to, I'm ready to meet my maker. <laughs> that was your job. Oh, my bad. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I'm prepared to answer every shot. I'm prepared to meet my maker and answer every shot I took. <laughs> <laughs> my name's Chris Kyle next nugget Nexomon plus Nexomon Extinction Complete Collection will launch on PS4 on August 26th episodic interactive animated series We Are OFK will launch on PS4 and PS5 on August 18th We Are O-Fucking-K 2D fighting game The Rumblefish 2 will come to PS4 and PS5 sometime at this winter developer Dimps announced Developer Brace Yourself Games announced Rift of the Necrodancer, a new standalone rhythm rhythm game in the Necrodancer universe. Didn't know there was one. Mm. Roguelike tactical auto battler Despot's Game will launch on PS4 and PS5 on September the 15th. Side-scrolling platformer sequel Freedom Planet 2 will launch mm-hmm. on PS4 and PS5 next summer. And that's that game is based on if, if America took over the whole planet. <laughs> Freedom. We got lots of it. You can, you can fit so much fucking freedom in this thing. <laughs> I love that meme. Uh, it's a great meme. <laughs> Horror RPG The Witch's House MB will release on PS4 sometime later this year. Developer NT Creates announced side scrolling action platformer Grim Guardians Demon Purge for PS4 and PS5, but no release date was given. And finally, Travis Kamatsu reported that publisher Square Enix finally announced that previously leaked Tactics Ogre Reborn for PS4 and PS5. It will launch on November the 11th, fucking Veterans Day, with a standard edition for $49.99 or a digital premium edition for $59.99. And that is all for the news this week. I'm going to hand it over to Travis now for this week's new games. There's some fucking names on this week. Anyway, couple bangers. August- August 1st, Bump Jump. Yeah. August the 2nd is Fro Gun, which um, I can't remember what that is, but I've been seeing it on social media randomly. It released last week, too, apparently. I remember it being on the list. On August the 3rd, we have Gun Barrage, hmm. Gun Bird 2, South of the Circle, Tin Gay, <laughs> The Tennis T, I'm Pushing P. We have on the 4th, we have Arcade Archives, Dig Dug. Gale of Windoria. Uh-huh. Gig Apocalypse, which sounds like a G4 show. Uh, mm-hmm. Sword and Fairy Together Forever. The Jumping Nuggets. Thunderbolt Collection. On uh, the fifth, we have After Wave, Downfall, and Gigabash. And the, absolutely nothing came out this week. What is it with these like duplicates, though? You got like, Gun Barrage, Gun Bird. You got Gig Apocalypse, Gigabash. So oh, odd. It's weird. Yeah, there's like nothing worth the shit this week. Like, I'm let's see. The Gigabash game is getting decent reviews, like sevens. It's like a I don't know. It's like a kaiju brawler game, apparently. Whatever. I don't know. It looks like a bad week. We're gonna fix that next week. Anyway. Are we? Am I involved in that? Yeah, we're gonna fix it. Okay. Vote for us. We'll fix it. <laughs> 
All right, Travis, let's wrap the show up here as we always do by discussing what we've been playing and anything that we're looking forward to. What do you got? Yeah, I didn't play a whole lot this week. Played some Battlefield. I unlocked the 50 cal. The um, first game was awesome with it. With the, I guess you call it an ACOG scope. That's what I would call it, whatever it comes yeah. with. I played really well with it. Then I unlocked the, you know, the, uh, the more, whatever it's like, the times eight scope or times six scope. And um, I immediately died 10 times in a row because I couldn't shoot anything with that scope. So my advice is use the ACOG scope if you're going to use that gun. But yeah, that was about it. Um, nothing crazy or fun happened on Battlefield. You put up a video from season one that had some pretty wild shit in it. Um, I fucking you, love it. You hip firing the guy in his bat suit was pretty dope. Um, <laughs> yeah. And there's a couple of like you see forward a tank and a parachute a couple of times. That was pretty awesome too. So I've I, I just had the last time we played the last board we played, I had switched to the C4 um, and I hadn't gotten to kill a lot of people with it yet. I'm excited to use that and see what I can come up with. The C4, it's like, Every game where you can use a throwable explosive opens the door for like crazy shit oh. to happen. So, oh yeah, I'm excited for that to kind of mess around on that. Um, played some more multiverses. Um, like we talked about earlier, it seemed like the hit registration was a little weird. Yeah, definitely different from the alpha. So the alpha, I felt like it was pretty spot on, but it wasn't every game that it was weird. That that was what was strange to me. There was a couple of of matches we played where it was like I I couldn't even get a hit in really. Unless I was using like one of my specials or so I did remember to actually dodge. I'm trying to get better at dodging. Um, once the hit registration wasn't where I expected it to be, dodging suddenly became a much more pertinent thing. So, uh, but, but I love that. I love it. It's a lot of fun. Um, shout out to, uh, you know, you put up a video the other day of us playing multiverses. I showed some people at work. Uh, shout out to Luke at work who watched the video and then subscribed. So thank you for that. Nice. Zane, who I work with, was telling me about Finn. So I played with Finn uh, the last the last night we played. Finn's actually a lot of fun. Yeah, apparently his, he's a cheat code. Yeah, it seems like it. And his moves are like, maybe it's because he's a cheat code at this point, but it's almost like his moves are like, you could be dog shit at the game, but the way his specials are and the way he moves, it makes it kind of like, basically nullifies your skill set <laughs> so right. uh, if you're having you know if you're on a losing streak just pull finn out for a couple of boards and get back into it get some confidence but um i still like using i like using pretty much every character i haven't really found one i don't like yet i didn't like velma in the alpha so i'll only play with her if it's you know if she's open for one of the random unlocks but i don't plan on buying her but yeah it's a lot of fun but yeah i'm down to play those this week uh, maybe we'll do another race or something but that, that's really about it yeah, we've been slacking on F1. That's because we've been distracted mostly by, you know, Battlefield and Multiverses. And uh, yeah, we played both of those. I I love Multiverses. It's 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 a great game. Of course, like you said, we played the Alpha, so we kind of had a sense of that. But uh, it's really good. I think, and I do agree with you. I don't remember the hitbox thing or whatever being a problem in the Alpha. So it makes me wonder if something happened between then and now with like the net code or something. But it's a great game. And I don't feel like it's, you know, pay to win or anything like that. Like, you know, if I can unlock a, if I get enough gold to unlock a character, cool. If not, that's cool too. Whatever. It's just fun to play. And, uh, play Battlefield, like you said, I uploaded a highlight montage from the first season on our YouTube channel. It's about 16 minutes, I think. And there is some really good shit in there. Some funny stuff. I didn't realize that I had so many good ones, but, uh, very first one that I, uh, C4 tank from, 
while parachuting in. So if that doesn't intrigue you, then it's probably not going to do anything for you in the whole video, but check that out. And then played kind of a smattering of a bunch of other stuff. I played some more RimWorld, found out that it's extremely more complicated even than I thought it was. And I'm not sure, like, I'm not good at it. Like, I don't, I don't know what the problem, like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. And honestly, the tutorial is not very good. They should have made a better tutorial. Like, it literally explains, like, how to make a building. And that's it. And that's, like, not even, an, like, an eighth of the game, I would say. So, I don't know. I'm a little turned off about that. They could have done better with that. And then the control scheme, the, uh, the not the control scheme, but the user interface is not very good. So, which surprises me. Oh, by the way, I wanted to say that uh, LeBron James on multiverses is fucking stupid. Like, there's no oh, reason yeah. he should be that good. How come oh, every yeah. time they add in a character, it's overpowered? I don't understand. Yeah. Yeah. It's the same thing that it's the same problem 2K has that every time they do something, it's overpowered and then they have to go back and change it because everybody bitches. So, uh, but also played a little bit more Guardians of the Galaxy. My suspicions were confirmed. The combat does not hold my attention in that game. Very one note, in my opinion. So the game is beautiful. Looks great. I'm really impressed by that part of it. The story is cool, but I can't sit through how many ever hours of that gameplay. I'm sorry. I just can't do it. Uh, Played some more Immortals of Phoenix Phoenix Rising, if I could talk. I like the game, but I don't like the puzzles in the game. A matter of fact, I got it to a puzzle that I couldn't figure out. So that's good enough for me. Like, I don't have time to fuck with all that stuff. I guess I could have just looked it up, but I was just in a mood about it. Like, just don't, don't fucking make your game that way. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I did play some Red Dead Online this week. I got back on the saddle, as it were. What else can be said about that game? It's fucking amazing. And I was thinking about how much of a shame it is that we're not going to get a current gen update because that game would look so fucking good on PS5. It's ridiculous. Um, mm-hmm. So for comparison, to see what all the, you know, what all the fucking fuss is about, I played some GTA online too. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just as I remember it, but it looks better on PS5. I don't know. Uh, I mean, I think, I literally think that the reason why that game is more popular is because it has cars and mm-hmm. you can fly. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I mean, I really think it comes down to simple stuff like that. It's just, you know, it's a modern setting game, so you can do modern shit, and I think that's all it is at the end of the day. Whatever. Yeah, I think I think the problem that, why you're so disappointed that Red Dead isn't getting a, a remake into its beautiful PS5 state, it's the same reason that, like, you wish you could take your wife back to where she's as smart as she is now, but as hot as she was when she was 20. <laughs> it's just really disappointing oh we better not tell our wives that mm. okay so then i played siphon filter tried it on ps5 and my other suspicion about these retro games mm-hmm. was also confirmed with this and this is it makes me really nervous for future retro games that they release like i have a very fond memory of siphon filter but going back and playing it uh yesterday on ps5 it obviously does not hold up well at all. <laughs> I'm sure. The control scheme is just all fucked because it was on the fucking PS1 controller. Like, it just doesn't hold up well. So before I ruined my memory of the game, I just quit. I quit while I was ahead. So 
Yeah, that's that's the tough part about playing these old games, I guess, is that you remember them because that those moments are like frozen in time, you know, in your memory, yeah. and then and glorify yeah. it. Yeah, and then yeah, and then fast forward to now, it's just not the same. So some things are better left in the past. You know what I'm saying? And then I played some more Soundfall, which is that twin stick rhythm based shooter. Uh, really cool. I uh, got through like the first world of it. It doesn't take long to get, you know, it takes like two or three minutes to get through like a map, like a mission, whatever. So yeah, that's cool. I'll, I'll keep kind of plugging away on that just randomly. I dove in for the first time to South Park, the fractured butthole, which is the sequel to the, uh, the stick of truth game that I like so much recently that I played. And I can tell that this one is, you know, just in the first like 30, 45 minutes, I can tell I'm going to really like this one too. And, uh, this one swaps like Dungeons and Dragons type of shit for superheroes. So like kick <laughs> like that kick ass movie. It's uh-huh. like all the characters like get are superheroes now. And uh we're trying to find a what they are saying is a kidnapped cat <laughs> is what we're trying to solve. The crime. It's like somebody's kidnapped somebody's cat is lost and been kidnapped. It is uh is Butters wearing his tinfoil. Uh, haven't got that Shit. far. Haven't got that um, far yet. Cartman is Cartman's uh, superhero is the coon, and he wears a yeah, coon, a raccoon yep. mask. That's the same as the show. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> I I love it's so fucking dumb. I I love it. I'm excited about playing some more of that and getting into it. So, yeah, that's everything I've been playing. Like I said, a smattering of stuff, and then really heavy into Battlefield and Multiverses at the moment. So, but uh, that's it for me, and that's it for the show. With that, we'll get out of here. If you guys enjoyed it, don't forget to subscribe so that you'll get a new episode delivered to you every Monday on your podcast service or the YouTube. And also, we would very much appreciate a rating or review. If you can leave us a written review, short little sweet one, or you know maybe just some stars or hearts or uh, likes on your podcast service, that would be a big help. Or like, thumbs up on and comment on YouTube as well. It's a big help. Uh, don't forget to find us on social media, at the DualSense Pod on Twitter, as well as Instagram, Facebook, and check out our blog, which is the dualsensepodcast.wordpress.com. Uh, and I forgot to mention that. Most importantly, if you could share us with a friend or a loved one who you think may enjoy the show, that would be very much appreciated. So with that, we'll get out of here. You guys have a great week. Take care. We'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.